Welcome to BIV Today, the daily podcast from the newsroom of Business in Vancouver. I'm Kirk LaPointe, publisher and editor-in-chief. A major part of our effort to develop a net zero emission economy depends on our ability to develop technology to tap into new, less environmentally harmful sources of energy. British Columbia has been one of the leaders in the clean technology field, and it's been fascinating to see the degree of innovation emerge in the last couple of decades to accelerate progress in this area. One such company, Shark Energy, is actually recovering and recycling energy from wastewater going down the drains from commercial and residential buildings. Its technology offers yet another option as we try to mitigate climate change by shifting our energy consumption. Lynn Mueller is CEO at Shark Energy. Shark is spelled S-H-A-R-C, energy. And he joins me now to talk about his firm and its technology. Good to see you. Nice to see you, sir. Well, it, lovely to talk about this because I, I really uh, want to understand during our conversation today about this technology and, and how it how it works. I think maybe we can start, though, by, by selling it a little bit. What are the benefits of the technology? Well, you know, the thing that appealed to me the most, Kurt, is that I knew at my own home that I was throwing away about $1,200 a year worth of hot water. Because I live out in Richmond and um, I heat my house with a heat pump, but I have a natural gas hot water tank. So my gas bill was $1,200 a year. And I had kids at home then. And uh, and so, you know, being uh, being the cheap old German that I am, I thought, how can I get that money back? And uh, and I thought of everybody in my neighborhood out there in Broadmoor is throwing away $1,200 and everybody in the city why can't we get that energy back? And so that's was that was the driving force. But you, you couldn't get your kids to just go and work somewhere and, and pay you pay for the privilege of taking a shower in your house. Or, I no. still can't get them to move out, and they're now twenty seven years old. But <clears throat> oh, okay, well, let's not go there. Let's not go there. Um, but okay, so 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 it was a personal mission for you. Um, so how did you then trip into all of the technology that you needed in order to effect this? Yeah, well, you know, it turned out too that we didn't know anything about sewage at Shark. Uh, we were, I would, I had a lifetime career in the geothermal heat pump business before, and I put in thousands of heat pumps around BC, and and so we just moved the heat from the sewer line and put it back into your hot water, or heat your building, or actually we can cool the building. So when you think about the, the you know, the recover, reuse, and recycles idea of, of recycling that's what we do every day with the hot water and the, and the energy but the real the business case for me is we recover that energy you give it back to people and they almost immediately throw it away again and then you get the same energy and you sell it to them again the next day so it's a really great model for uh, for making money as well well so tell me a little bit about and and, uh, and go slowly here because I'm not in your uh, at your elite technical level here on this one, but explain to me how it really does work. Yep. So, so what we do, and uh, you probably drive over the Camby Street Bridge there often, and right under the bridge is the largest sewage heat recovery system in the world. It's just going to get four times bigger here now. So, so basically, uh, sewage is made up of ninety-nine percent water and 1% paper and whatever else comes down the line. 
And so what we had to do is invent and perfect the world's best sewage filtration system. So we just take the solids out of the, out of the sewage flow temporarily, and then the clean water can go through a heat exchanger of a heat pump. And a heat pump is just like your fridge, you know, the inside of your fridge is cold and the back of it's warm. So it's just a bigger fridge. And then the efficiency though, is because uh, we're not transforming it into electricity or anything else. We're just moving heat. The efficiency is about 400%. So every dollar you spend to operate, you get $4 worth of heat out and it's green. Everything we do offsets the use of natural gas. So uh, very, very simple, uh, simple, slick little system. It's sealed. You don't have to smell it. You don't have to touch it. It, it just works. And, and does it work at a level of, uh, at a personal level, or is this large industrial level uh, kind of just kind of- Well, we have, we have two products, Kurt. We have the Shark, which is the bigger district energy type of thing. And it'll supply, like in downtown Vancouver, they're going to heat 22 million square feet of apartments with waste heat. Or you can do a single building with we call a piranha unit, which is made to just do the hot water for a single building. And we haven't uh, we haven't got to the um, got to the single family home yet. I've been working on it, but I got so darn busy with this other stuff. Uh, you know, we've become a twelve year overnight sensation. Yeah, <laughs> can it be scaled? Do you think uh, down to that level? Do you think? Yep, yeah, I think so. And. Uh, I've done a number of inventions in my life, and I think I got a couple more left in me. But, but I want to make the the single-family home unit um, so it's completely off the grid, so we can do it with solar power. So that's oh. that's sort of my next move is to figure out how to do that. When you take a look, Lynn, at, at what it is that this can do uh, in terms of reducing energy production costs, um, let's talk about that, and then I want to get to the the 2050 target stuff. But uh, when, when you're talking about energy production and, and what it's what it's doing in terms of scaling that down. Yeah, and um, about half of the energy in the world ends up going down the sewer line. So mm. whether it's heat absorbed in water, whether it's hot water, industrial processes, about half of the heat thrown away in the world, you know, ends up or half of the energy in the world ends up being thrown away as heat down the sewer line. And what most people maybe don't realize is how much wastewater flow there is. In, in Vancouver, I think we got 600 million gallons a day in that range. New York City, for instance, has 1.3 billion gallons of sewage a day. And it's all been heated about 30 degrees Fahrenheit. If we were to take just one degree back from that, Kurt, the cash flow is $3 million an hour in recovered heat. And wow. all the heat we recover offsets the need to produce it with natural gas. Hmm. Or is, it, is it extracted by virtue of, of the energy that it's producing, the, 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 the generation, uh, the activity that that is actually generating heat, or is that actual hot water being pulled out of hot water? Yeah, yeah, it's just the heat from the hot water. <clears throat> and now that uh, now that most climates are needing air conditioning, like 
you know, 20 years ago, if you told me I need an air conditioner in my house in Vancouver, I'd have said you're crazy. But yeah. you, you can't build one now without it. So we yeah. can actually, in the summer, when we want to get rid of heat, we just dump heat into the sewer line. In the winter, when we need heat, we just take it out. So it's a heat pump is is really like your fridge. And um, so I always use, I'm a, I'm a tradesman and a working guy. So I pick up a six pack of warm beer every night, take it home, put it in the fridge. And a couple hours later, the beer's cold and the back of the fridge is warm. And that's, that's really how it works. And I don't, I don't drink a half pack a night or anything like that. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that, but, it's, <laughs> but that, that's a good reason why your children are still living at home with you. If you are, uh, <laughs> um, let's, let's talk a bit about the, uh, the larger picture here, Lynn, because uh, obviously your, your technology uh, is is now quite a bit in demand and all that. But when you're talking about Canada trying to meet some pretty ambitious targets, uh, 2030, 2040, 2050, and all of this, uh, can can we make it? Uh, first of all, um, and and how can your technology, do you think, help that? Yeah. And I, you know, I think the, the situation here is, you know, everybody's looking for climate action, but right now it's kind of the climate inaction plan because nobody knows what to do and we've got to get started. And the good thing about our, our technology is you can do one building at a time and be super efficient. And uh, we're just, we're just uh, commissioning a system in East Vancouver at a building called Ella. And it's 45 apartments and they'll be carbon neutral. And, you know, they have, they produce no carbon in the building. And wow. we can do that on every building. And there, there's such great technologies out there, not just ours, but, you know, there's air source heat pumps that are really good. There's, there's, uh, you know, hydrogen's coming and, you know, there's all kinds of things coming, but we're what you can do right now. And I'll guarantee you that there's nothing more efficient coming along. Like to continually recycle the same energy to me is really attractive. Yeah, it, it, and it appeals to people because they nobody wants to feel as yeah. if you're wasting, right? And yet uh, there's almost no choice at the moment. It feels like yeah, but to wait, right? Yeah, and you know, hot water to me is sort of the poster boy of waste because you spend all this money heating it up. You use it for a few minutes, you know, to shower and then you throw it away. And but we get it back and you use the same heat. So utilities yeah. like it because they can recover it. Uh, you know, it's green and, and it's everywhere. It, there's so much flow. You'll you'll get a kick out of where our busiest market in the world is right now. And it's in Regina, Saskatchewan. Huh. Wow. OK, that wouldn't and, have. Uh... That wouldn't have been the top ten. Um, I would have. Uh, why, why Regina? Well, we have a we have a young fellow there that sells for Shark who doesn't know the word no, I guess. But he went to the mayor, got it, you know, got to put in their action plan, and uh, it's it's amazing. Uh, Regina is an amazing place. I hadn't been there for many years, but beautiful city, but a real commitment to green and doing something now. We we could do that here, but we just can't get the action started. So tell me a little bit about that uh, inactivity and uh, what's going on there. Uh, is it just the, the scope of um, the capital expense that's scaring quite a few um, city administrators off? 
I don't I don't think it's the capital expense, Kurt. I think it's just the indecision of what's the right thing to do. So you'll get a city or, a, you know, a, a town and they want to do the whole energy plan for the whole town that's going to take them for the next 25 years. And then they just can't decide which way to jump first. And what we need to do is just start some action now. So we started a program here at Shark called Shark for Communities. So we'll go out and, and we'll work with communities under 25,000 people. We'll identify projects. We'll help them get the funding. We'll help them do the engineering. We'll help them do the installation. So um, I've got three little granddaughters that, uh, you know, my seven-year-old granddaughter worries about what the world's going to be like. And sure. uh, I've got to do everything I can to change that. I'm, I'm pretty old and I'm not really working for me anymore. So my cause for those little girls is to do everything I can and, and they care and then they know what's going on. Um, when you look at policy around your, uh, your technology, um, are there things still, Lynn, that uh, senior levels of government particularly that have legislative authority and regulatory authority uh, and you know, are controlling the utilities in, in our midst, are there things that they ought to turn their minds to here in order to, uh, to open it up? Absolutely, Kurt. It seems like politicians like the most obscure things that are less likely to happen to get behind. So we have a local MP here in, uh, in Port Coquitlam, and um, he had a conversation with me. And, uh, you know, he said, Lynn, uh, you know, really, how much can a little bit of sewage affect climate change? And, uh, you know, we're only doing like 22 million square feet in downtown Vancouver. We have a building in Washington, D.C., where the uh, head of the House Appropriations Committee on Energy, Water and Climate Change went to visit, came out and gave the press a statement. She'd never seen a system that can have this, the effect that shark can on, uh, on global climate change. And our local government goes, you know, what, what good are you? you what, what effect can you have? So I'm, I'm a little angry with the support the government gives us, which is zero. So, uh, yeah. you know, I told the- You've got a very Canadian, you've got a very Canadian story though, don't you think? Oh, you know, we're, we're local- no, I appreciate it at home, but uh, really appreciate it abroad. We're, we're proudly Canadian. We keep battling through it. We export just about everything we build. And we get a kick in the butt for it. But um, it's uh, it's an interesting situation because in the U.S., I was in Dallas last week and we're, we're treated like, you know, heroes for what we're doing here. We get ignored. So uh, uh, is there a dollar figure that you ever put on these things of what like what it really means to a, to a community's bottom line, for instance? Yeah. And um so if you looked at the price of carbon now, it's about $50 a ton. So if you just did the rec center with one of our smaller units, it, it gives you a revenue from the carbon credits of, of about $10,000 a year and, and the energy savings of 75% on the energy. So it, it makes sense environmentally, makes sense economically, and it's as benign as you can get. Like it, it doesn't affect anything. And you don't have to smell it, and uh, you know it's it's a good deal for everybody. Uh, I I probably could have asked you this a lot earlier in our interview, but uh, when you bring this technology to people, Lynn, do people usually come up with a question like, "Well, what's the catch?" 
Absolutely. Why? You know, it's too easy. But the, it, well, the it does. It does too easy. The funny thing is, when I used to sell geothermal heat pumps, I had to explain every part of the system to them from how the refrigeration works to how you move the heat. When I talk about taking heat out of the sewer line, it's almost universal. People go, I always thought there's a lot of heat in there. And uh, they never even, you know, it deprives me of telling them how smart I am. So uh, they don't care. You know, it's it's fantastic. And I was in yeah. uh, I was in the head office of the Dallas Cowboys. They own one of the largest energy companies in the U.S. And they love this. Like they're going, yeah, why not? You know, so. Yeah. But uh, but we're we're going to fight through it because I am a proud Canadian. We're going to make this work. Yeah. Well, look, it's it's a great conversation. You've got such an interesting company, and uh, you know we we've written about it uh, quite a few times at uh, BIB, and and uh, you, you are one of the great, I think, largely untold Canadian success stories in all of this. Um, when you uh, when you look at what your global plans are now, you know, getting off the continent getting into other places. Uh, what, what do you want to do in, in the time that you're, uh, you still want to, you know, work for this place and, and uh, come into the office every once in a while kind of thing? Well, you know, my retirement plan, Kurt, is to die on the way to work one day in my car, hopefully without hitting anybody. But um, yeah, yeah that, that sounds a little, uh, a little grim. What about, what about what, once you park your car? In the parking lot. <laughs> well, you know what? We do have global plans, and we've we've installed systems all over the world, from Glasgow in a three hundred year old university to Australia, and uh, I want to get over into Europe, see if I can take some of the bite out of Putin's natural gas supply. And but we're we're yeah. applicable everywhere. And the the great thing about what we do is that the sewer system, there's only one per city. We don't have to deal with multiple regulations and. And it all accumulates within one. And cities like Seattle that have been very progressive actually have a policy where now the city can sell energy from the sewer line. And it brings yeah. in revenue for the city. And it's green. I'll give you one last chance here to do a little shaming of our uh, nearby municipalities. Uh, how many of them have signed on? Um, well, I live in Richmond, so I've been bugging them for 30 years. So they're on board in the city of Vancouver, New West. I guess uh, quite a few locally here that know me, but uh, we should be in every city. And, uh, you know, one thing about Canadians is uh, we care and everybody wants to be part of the solution. So I think when they read your magazine, we're, we're going to see a spike in business for sure. And they yeah, see well. this on your, on your line. We made the top 20 in BIV. Um, this year in green energy company. So I'm shooting for 19 next year. Yeah, well, there you go. There's nothing wrong with that. Listen, uh, a terrific conversation. I love talking to you. And uh, best of success, you know, uh, go out there and, and uh, fix some things for us. And uh, and I'll be, uh, meantime, I, I guess I better be careful how much hot water I use. It's kind of... Yeah, you'll never, you'll never think the same when you're in the shower now. You'll, you'll be counting the pennies and, and you know, one great thing too, Kurt, is that we're we're a local energy supply. Like the the sewer is very predictable, and it's six feet under your uh, you know six feet below ground. So it's amazing source. Yeah, yeah. Well, you give me quite a lot to think about, and uh, you know, uh, more maybe more information than everybody needs to know today. But uh, you know, <laughs> I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll take it into account, Lynn. Good Thank seeing you. you. Thanks great for your time. To you. Thanks for thinking of us. It's great. 
I don't know. Lynn Mueller is CEO at Shark Energy. I'm Kirk LaPointe, publisher and editor-in-chief at Business in Vancouver. Thanks a lot for watching. We'll see you again.